Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. One of one with a child to teach them how to read, I always start with three drills. And these three drills really help to warm up their brain, to help them review past material that we've already learned and to get them ready for our lesson. These three drills are so important and you don't wanna skip them. So I am going to explain drill number one in this video, and then I'm going to have separate videos for the second drill and the third drill. So you can come back to my channel and check those out. In case you don't know me, my name is Erin and I am from littleslovelearning.com. I'm a former classroom teacher. I am also a tutor and a sub, and I spend my days teaching parents and other teachers how to teach little ones how to read correctly and effectively. And these drills that I use when I'm working with a student are super simple and things that you can do at home with your own child or with your students in your classroom. The first drill we're gonna focus on in today's video is called the visual drill. That's when I'm showing my student a letter and I'm asking them to tell me the sound that goes along with that letter. Now, if I'm working with really little ones, preschool, pre-K or kindergarten, I am okay showing them letters that also have a keyword picture to help help their brain remember what that sound is. So for example, I might hold up this card and I want I would want them to tell me D because the sound that goes with this letter is D. We have this big picture of a dog to help cue them into that sound. I use these cards to teach letter sounds to my students so they're very familiar with these keywords. This is called the animal alphabet and if you're interested, I actually have a free download on my website so you could have these cards as well. So like I said, with my little, little ones, I'm gonna have a big picture keyword if they need that to prompt them for their memory of the sound. And when I'm showing them these letter cards, they're not gonna be in ABC order. I want them to be mixed up so that they're not just memorizing in order the letter sounds. So they're gonna be mixed up. And I'm also going to be using all the cards that I have explicitly taught them the letter and the sound relationship. So if I haven't taught them yet, it's not gonna go in my review deck, but let's say I taught them these. So they are just gonna look at the letter and they're going to say the sound, ah, that's all I want. I don't want the letter name. I don't want the keyword picture. All I want is the sound, k, the ones that I have taught them. So I start with these big picture, these keyword pictures that are big. But then as my students, are really getting these letter sounds, I might wanna to move to a smaller keyword picture where I'm just putting it up in the corner just in case they need that little reminder. But the main focus is on the letter. So they see this big letter, they just tell me the sound, ah. So again, 
I want these cards to be mixed up and I'm only including the letters that we have already explicitly taught them. And I also have a set of letters that have no keyword pictures because ultimately that is my goal. I want to get my students in a place where they can see the letter and they can say the sound just like that with no keyword picture prompting at all. That's not easy for some of our littlest ones if we're working with our preschool, pre-K and kindergartners, but that is the goal. So again, we want them to be mixed up and we want it to be just the letters that we've explicitly taught as a review. So when I'm doing this drill at the beginning of my lesson, it is a review of previous material and also to prime their brain to get ready for the learning that's gonna happen in the rest of the lesson. Now, you might not wanna use letter cards like I did that are on paper. You might wanna use something like a Google Slideshow or a PowerPoint presentation where you can just flash the letter on the screen super quickly and then go to the next one. I actually used that this summer when I was tutoring students and I was using the program UFLY from the University of Florida Literacy Institute. And it comes with slide decks that include this visual drill that have all the letters that have been explicitly taught to the students, the sounds that go along with them, so that students can just go through that Google Slideshow or PowerPoint presentation. And when they see the letter flashed on the screen, they just say it sound. So I'm actually gonna show you a quick video of one of my students that I was working with this summer and how we were able to complete the visual drill. And it can be, and then what about if we turn our voice box on? Nice work. be like in the word his right so no matter if you are using letter cards or if you are using a google slideshow or powerpoint presentation the goal of the visual drill is for your child to see the letter and know the sound automatically. We want it to become really automatic. That way when they're decoding words and they're starting to read, it's just completely automatic. That's why we're constantly reviewing letters and sounds that we've explicitly taught in the past. We want that spiral review so that they are keeping it fresh in their brains. We really wanna solidify that knowledge. Now you'll notice on the Google Slideshow, the letter was just lowercase and my cards have the uppercase and lowercase letter on them. Either way is a great choice. You want to definitely move your child to just being able to look at the lowercase letter and know the sound, but it's important for our littlest ones. These are really designed more for our preschool, pre-K and kindergartners that they are recognizing the uppercase and the lowercase letter. But as they get on in school, later kindergarten, first grade, second grade, they're not gonna need that. They are just going to recognize that lowercase letter. So it is important to try both. Make sure that they know their uppercase and their lowercase letters, and that they understand that even if it's an uppercase D or a lowercase D, when they see it, they need to think of the sound D. And one more tip when you are teaching letter sounds to your little one, we wanna move away from using the phrase letters make sounds because technically letters don't make sounds. They represent sounds. They represent the sounds in our speech. 
And it can get really confusing for little ones because if we say a letter makes a sound and then we tell them, well, actually this letter can sometimes make a different sound. And sometimes it can make a different sound because we know how English is and we have one letter can represent a variety of sounds depending on where it is in the word or depending on what letter is next to it. It can just get confusing. I know that I've really tried hard these last few years to change my vocabulary when it comes to this. Instead of saying letters make sounds, trying to say letters represent sounds. Another tip is to say the phrase, the letter is, the sound is. So for example, instead of saying A says A, I could say the letter is A, the sound is A. Just like a tiny switch of our vocabulary, but I'm not saying that the letter is saying anything, just saying the letter is A, the sound my brain needs to remember is A. So hopefully that helps. I do have a different video on my YouTube channel all about how to stop saying this phrase. And so I will link it down below if you'd like to check that out as to why eliminating that phrase that letters make sounds, why that's important and how we can kind of move past that to change the way we speak about letters and sounds. So there you go. There was the first drill, the visual drill. That is the one I always start with when I'm working with my students to teach them how to read. It really should not take you that long, maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute, depending on how many letters and sounds they are practicing. It's not designed to be a teaching moment in the lesson. It's really supposed to be a quick review. So these are already letters and sounds that they have covered, and now you're just reviewing them. I also wanted to point out on these animal alphabet cards, if you're interested in downloading them from littleslovelearning.com, that I also have digraphs in here. So besides just the 26 letters of the alphabet, I also include digraphs, which is when two letters will represent one sound. For example, C-H-H, that is a digraph that we teach to our little ones. And so it will include digraphs. So if you've already taught digraphs, then that might be in your visual drill. If you have already taught your child that a letter represents more than one sound, so for example, this letter here, once you have explicitly taught them, C can represent K and it can represent S. Then when they see this letter, they need to give you both sounds. If you've already explicitly taught it, they need to practice that. So in the beginning, they're just gonna focus on K. And then when you get to the lesson about letter C representing S, they need to start adding that into their visual drill. So it really does build on itself over the course of the year or however long you're taking to teach your child because as they're learning more and more phonics skills, they are practicing that in their visual drill. So keep that in mind as well. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at Littles Love Learning Blog. Happy learning!